Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Believe in Ohio State Football. Dylan Tyre back here with you after a couple of weeks off, and we had weeks off for a reason. I'm going to be transitioning this podcast over to my good friend, Tim Tully, handing the reins over to Tim Tully, of course. Tim, I think you were on our last podcast that we posted talking about the uh, NFL draft and where the Ohio State guys uh, ended up in, in some of those fits. We did that fun, fun uh, snake draft. Um, but this is your podcast now. So everybody get to know Tim Tully. I, I, I guess I should say uh, uh, thank you. Thanks to everybody for joining me as long as I've been doing this podcast. I did it for about a year. I think I picked up this podcast this time last summer when there wasn't a whole lot going on in the sports world. So I appreciate everybody listening uh, along with me, everybody joining me every week for all the support. I mean, really everything, but this podcast could not be in better hands as I toss it over to Tim Tully. Uh, I think Tim can do even better with this podcast than I was able to do. So Tim, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, introduce you to the folks here. Yeah, man. Well, first off, I'm a day one li- listener to the Dylan Tire show. I'm a, I'm the biggest Dylan Tire fan on earth. So I, uh, I'm very grateful to, to be able to take over the show. And I know, I know it's in good hands or I hope it's in good hands with me. I know you're moving on to some, some big, exciting things. And hopefully throughout the fall, we'll be able to get our, our weekly Justin Fields update to really get the inside of how Dylan's feeling. Um, one thing, you know, for everybody listening, one thing to know about me is I'm as Ohio state as they come, but I I really like the impact that the Ohio state guys play at the NFL level too. So I'm certain in the fall, we'll, we'll have Dylan on all the time to to talk bears and talk, you know, we can catch up on his, his Josh Myers take is that he's going to be a a hall of famer in 15 years with the Packers, uh, which might've been more of a cynical look the same way I look at, uh, Curtis Samuel going to the Washington football team. But, uh, I'm excited, man. I, I uh, you know, I'm in Boston now, but I'll be spending a good amount of the fall in Columbus going to most of the games. I, I know we already got Oregon circled for the first week, so I'm excited to see the team. And there's, you know, it's a transition stage for Ohio State football, so it's a fitting transition here on the show. And um, I know there's some stuff in the works to get, uh, you know, we're, we're in some talks to get a former player to join, a player to be named later um, for the fall season as that ramps up. So, um, yeah, I'm excited, Dylan. I appreciate the uh, first off. I appreciated the audition a couple of weeks ago, and I appreciate the handoff now. We're handing off like Justin Fields to to J.K. Dobbins, right, or to Trey Sermon. This is, yeah, this is a Northwestern game handoff. Justin Fields to Trey Sermon. It's only getting better. It's really it's and 
And not so much though, because the, you know, I think with that, the whole game, you're like, they just got to keep giving it to Trey Sermon. Like I, I'm hoping to keep a little fields involved here with, with the way uh, we'll work going forward. But yeah, I'm stoked. I respect uh, the hell out of that. <laughs> you got to get the ball back, you know, especially. So you'll hear a lot of that. I'm all about running the ball. I'm all about throwing deep. And I think with some of these experienced quarterbacks and what's going on, it's really an exciting year for Ohio state because for the last, I don't know, Dylan, you and I, so and a little background for everybody listening, Dylan and I ran the Ohio state student radio together for three years um, overlapping. We both were there for four, but I'm a, I'm a year older. So we switched, we, you know, we did probably called 30 Ohio state football games together probably called another hundred Ohio state sporting events together and, you know, for big 10 network or for different programs along the way um, and became great pals from there and, and share a very similar football philosophy of understanding. You got to score some more points and stop worrying about stopping everybody, which is, is always fun. And, and I do think Dylan this year with Ohio state, as we're talking about a transition, it's a different year. And I think it's the first real test for Ryan day, you know, where, the last couple of years, it was, okay, here's a Range Rover, drive it, you know, and, and it's fully That's a bad loaded. example. Range Rovers are absolute horrible cars. After so. 50,000 miles, though. So we're at 50,000 miles. The first 50,000 miles, it's great. Now we're going to see what oh, the we're Range off, Rover. We're off the lot. We're off the lot. Yeah, okay. We're going to see what the Range Rover can do after 50K here. Maybe we'll trade it in and we'll see what he traded it in for. So at 50K, you know, you lose your, you lose fields. And I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about the stretch of quarterbacks Ohio State's had and you know, the biggest problem now is choosing between three, you know, 14 stars between three guys or 13 stars between three guys and who's going to start. Um, it's exciting, man. I, I think, you know, with, with everything going on and this will be the first normal season after last year with no fans in, in the shoe. And I, I, I mean, I'm, so, I, I'm just talking football and that's one of the reasons, you know, when you asked me to take over the show, I was fired up. It's, Dude, I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for fall now. We, we, we're Memorial Day two days away, and probably it was yesterday by the time the show's posted. But um, yeah, I'm stoked, and I'm, I'm hoping to be able to keep that energy throughout the football season, and certainly throughout the summer, to get the fans ready for you know the kind of team they're going to see when they get back into the shoe this fall. Yeah, Tim's a great football guy. So I mean, we've already said it a number of times, but you're in excellent hands. He knows everything about the Buckeyes. I think you mentioned it. You're super dialed in to what former Buckeyes are doing in the National Football League. So uh, I know I talked about that a lot on this show, so we're not going to lose that aspect at all. And like Tim just said, I mean, this is a huge transition year for Ohio State, and I'm a little bit sad to be leaving the podcast because of that, because that's something that I was really looking forward to, seeing what Ohio State looked like this season and talking about it with all you listeners out there, because we really haven't seen something like this at Ohio State in quite a while. I mean, there was the transition a couple of years ago from JT Barrett to Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow to a lesser extent, but I, I feel like he kind of knew what you were getting there because urban Meyer had really hyped up uh, Dwayne Haskins beforehand. And, and you were, you knew kind of what you were getting out of that quarterback battle because we had seen each of them play a little bit in garbage time. Both of them looked really, really good. Now, you have no idea what you're going to get from anybody. And to continue with uh, with uh, your car analogy here, I mean, we know we're getting a Ferrari, or if you're an F1 fan, we know we're getting a Mercedes in a year in Quinn Ewers coming to Ohio State. This season, who knows what you're getting? I mean, are you going to get a beater? Are you going to, I mean, are you going to stick with a Range Rover? Are you going to get a Ferrari? Are you going to get a Mercedes? 
we'll see what happens. And that's why this year is so exciting because you don't know what you're going to get. It's like you're going to a vending machine and picking out your vehicle there. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about the last time there was this much uncertainty was, you know, the weeks after Braxton Miller got hurt in uh, 2013, right. That, that going into the national championship season, um, which was 14 actually, but you know, I, I think that's the last time there's been, and you know, like the same thing, right. They, they said the same things about JT Barrett that they're going to say about Stroud and they're going to say about uh, McCord is okay. He was a top dual threat quarterback. It's, you know, he was, you know, top recruit, but what is he on the field, right? You lose all the value of being a high school star recruit once you put a red red jersey on, right? You're just another guy. So I, I think there's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, and it's an important, it's an important offseason to understand what the next probably three years of Ohio State football is going to look like because with the different types of quarterbacks, CJ Stroud in there as well, Jack Miller, you have um, McCord as well. I mean, there, there could be so many different ways this offense could look and, and the defense as well. How are you going to, are you going to play ball control? Are we going to run the ball? Is it going to be high flying Ryan day offense, which I would imagine it's going to be because in my interaction with the Ryan day, that's what he's looking for. He's looking to score and he certainly hasn't been stopped in his time. Um, you know, even the games they've lost the Clemson game and the uh, Alabama game. Um, they, they didn't have a problem scoring on either of those teams. So it's super exciting. You know, we got a Michigan game again this year, which, uh, you know, this is the first year Ohio State hasn't beat Michigan in nine years. So they, there's a chip on the shoulder, not having a fresh pair of gold pants from last fall. And there's a ton of stuff. And I think, Dylan, what, you know, for the rest of the you know, next five minutes, we kind of finish and looking at your season outlook. I would love to just have on the bulletin board who, who you think is going to take the first snap in the fall against Oregon. You know, on this podcast, I've I've frequently been really high on Kyle McCord because, you know, there's a reason they're bringing in talent like this. Promises have to be made to some guys. You know, I, I got in a big debate with somebody about Quinn Ewers coming to Ohio State and whether he was going to start right away as a true freshman. I mean, how are you going to keep Quinn Ewers away from Texas where, you know, Tom Herman was recruiting him at that point, but to get him to Texas, you're guaranteeing him the starting job from day one, or you're going to give him the best opportunity. I don't think that's any different from Ohio state. How are you going to keep Quinn Ewers away from Alabama? How are you going to keep Quinn Ewers away from Georgia, from Clemson, all these schools? Uh, he's got to have that opportunity right away. So, I mean, forecasting the future in a couple years, I mean, I think it's Quinn Ewers job to lose, which makes this season really, really interesting because you've got Kyle McCord, who is the number two overall quarterback recruit in the nation this year. He's a five-star. You've got C.J. Stroud, who looked pretty darn good in the spring game and was a four-star and a guy who really thrived in the Elite 11 before coming to Ohio State. So I think it's going to be one of those two guys. I think we're going to see a transfer from Jack Miller. Uh, I think Kyle McCord looked like he could hold his own at quarterback for Ohio State in the spring game, and that's without ever playing college football before. So uh, I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen this fall because if Kyle McCord is able to progress pretty quickly here and get a grasp of this Ohio State offense, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at starter whatsoever. But I think it's probably C.J. Stroud's job to lose right now. Uh, I think you're going to get steady quarterback play out of C.J. Stroud. I don't necessarily think you're going to get anything um, crazy or, or dynamic like Justin Fields. I think Kyle McCord has more of that ability a more dynamic thrower, and you're certainly going to get it out of Quinn Ewers in a couple years, who's the best recruit ever to, to commit to Ohio State. But, uh, you know, I, I think it'll I think it be C.J. Stroud 
barring um, some really, really good development by Kyle McCord this season. But I think with that being said, we will see Kyle McCord take meaningful snaps at Ohio State this season. And Dylan, I think one of the things you brought up with Quinn Ewers in particular, and, and not to get too inside baseball here, but you, you wonder about, okay, right, if your choices are Stroud, McCord, and Miller, and we'll say Miller's in the Joe Burrow spot where he's good enough to start anywhere. Unfortunately, it's just a thick room yes. right now and with the injuries and whatnot, might be better for a fresh start. And of course, like his high school rival and high school, um, you know, he's play against his, his rat Spencer Rattler, who Rattler, like, he, you know, he's, he's going to be a Heisman candidate this year. And Jack Miller was just as good if he wasn't in the top five quarterbacks in Arizona that year. So I think one thing that plays a factor as well, when you think about Ewers, you think about McCord is if you go with Stroud, that's a two-year call. Because if he's good, he goes pro after two seasons. If he's not good, then next year, you know, they'll probably replace the middle of the season anyway. So there's a ton of pressure on that. But if you add on top of it, dude, um, thinking about next year, right? If you go with McCord, that's three. You're giving, you're passing on Quinn Ewers, yes. um, which might be fine because McCord looks awesome. He's Mr. Football in Pennsylvania. He's an absolute stud. You know, the undefeated. The, he's got all the credentials in the world. The same resume that you're taking with Ewers. It's the same lottery ticket. Um, if you go Stroud and things don't go well, next year you can have a two-man competition. If you go McCord, then your best case scenario is. You're going true freshman McCord, which I think I don't think they would do. Um, the one thing, and I don't, but I don't think they would redshirt him. I think maybe they would do like the four game redshirt, but you do Ewers next year redshirts. Then you have two years of McCord. He'll be a, and then you have one season where Ewers is eligible as a redshirt freshman and is your backup. Maybe Stroud transfers or maybe Stroud starts, whatever. If we're playing in the McCord scenario, you, then you get a, a third year quarterback in Quinn Ewers, only a sophomore who can play one year or two years or three years if he really wants to. Um, but I think that as far as a handoff is the best way to do it. But if you go McCord, you're committing to McCord for three years, unless you really think um, Ewers is better, but at Ohio state, dude, like here's, a, here's the big problem. And, and we only have a couple more minutes, but what I see as a huge problem for Ohio state is, the, with the Big Ten, unless you lose an Iowa game or unless you lose a Purdue game, you're going to go undefeated. You're not going to lose to Michigan, especially not this Michigan team that's going to come this fall. You're not going to lose to Penn State with what Penn State has. Um, you know, you're going to get upset if you lose. You're not going to lose more than two games. So do you take a quarterback, and similar to the way with like Haskins and Barrett, where you know you have, or Cardale and Barrett, you know there's a, a another level you could take. But you're winning every freaking game with this guy. How do you replace that guy? And I think it's a great problem to have, but it's a problem nonetheless. No, I think that's a great point. And this is where, you know, a lot of like traditional Ohio State fans and particularly a lot of people in Columbus and in Ohio, they still think this way where I'm, I'm off this train. Urban Meyer was beholden to a lot of players like JT Barrett was his guy. Even if he had a better quarterback, he wasn't going to play the better quarterback. He was going to play JT Barrett. And I mean, you kind of saw that you kind of saw the opportunity there uh, with JT Barrett and Cardale Jones battling it out, but he ended up going back to JT Barrett because Cardale Jones couldn't seize the job. But I just see that, you know, and how you're talking about, you know, if you give uh, Kyle McCord the job this year, 
Um, you're committing to him for three years. I don't necessarily think that Ryan day thinks that way. And I don't think he can afford to think that way. If you're going to continue to recruit how you're recruiting, I think you have to start whoever's best. I think it's going to get really cutthroat. And I don't think Ryan day has a problem being cutthroat because that's just the nature of the beast nowadays. If you want to win a national championship, which frankly, Ohio State has to do in the next three or four seasons with all the talent they've been able to bring in. And if they want to, I mean, Ohio State's always going to be re- relevant, but if they want to be, you know, continue to be relevant with the Alabamas, with the, with the Clemsons that are always going to be right there competing for national championships, I think they have to win in the next couple of years. And to do that, you need to start the best. If Kyle McCord's if Kyle McCord's better than CJ Stroud this season, you start Kyle McCord. I don't think that means that Quinn Ewers can't start in the next couple of years because if Quinn Ewers is better than Kyle McCord, you're going to say sorry, Kyle, but this guy's better. Go be the starting quarterback at you know Oklahoma, Oklahoma or whoever else wants him after mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler's done. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to get cutthroat, and I don't think Ryan Day has a problem doing that. I don't I, think he's beholden to players like Urban Meyer. And I think with the luxury and what we saw with Joe, like you know where. It is such an interesting quandary now with how easy it is to transfer that you're almost trying out for Ohio State. And you're like, all right, well, I'll go to North Carolina or I'll go to North, yeah. which is so funny because, like, these are, you know, massive, or I'll go to LSU, right? Like Joe Burrow did. Like, these are massive programs. And what Ryan Day has basically taken the Elite 11 QB camp, said, here, we're going to have tryouts, like, like um, the Joker in the Dark Knight. We're going to have tryouts breaks the pool cue, throws them to all three guys and said, whoever comes out alive is my guy. And the other two can go, can, can run. So I, I really think that's what's happening. And I do agree. Like, that's the one thing I love about Ryan day is dude, he, he's just there for business. He's there to win. He's there to make it happen. And you know, he, he's okay with saying, Hey man, like not for like, you know, Brandon white and all these different guys that had a great year and they just, they got Malcolm Butler, man. They got replaced. And yes. that's okay um, when there's only four teams competing for a national championship every year, you have to keep sharpening. It's like playing in, you know, MLB the show or Madden with the all pro teams. Like at some point you're going to have to sit a guy who's a 98 overall and it just doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. And, and I'm glad we're on the same page there because I mean, Ohio state's not even in this situation. If Justin Fields doesn't transfer in. They're in this situation because they had a transfer quarterback from a blue chip program. I mean, think about this. If Justin Fields isn't Ohio State's quarterback two years ago, who's going to be your quarterback? Is it going to be Tate Martell? Are you really going to give the keys to Tate Martell? Because they didn't have anybody behind him. Or were they going to have a different transfer come in? If that's the case, C.J. Stroud was probably your starter as a true freshman last season, and he's going into a draft-eligible year this year, and you don't have to worry about any of this. Then it's Kyle McCord and Quinn Ewers, and, I mean, it remains to be seen what McCord's going to do, but Quinn Ewers is probably winning that battle based off of his tape and based off of his recruiting profile because, like I said, if he ends up coming to – because he's committed to Ohio State. That doesn't mean he's coming here, you know? And But if he comes here, he's going to be the highest-rated player ever to come to Ohio State. Better than Justin Fields, better than anybody. He's a perfect 1,000 recruit, perfect five-star, 1,000-rated recruit. So, I mean, if Justin Fields is never at Ohio State, we don't really have this issue right now. But we have this issue because Ryan Day has shown that he's cutthroat. You know, would Urban Meyer have been beholden to Tate Martell? Maybe, but you know, with a guy like Justin Fields available, you probably make the exception right there. But Tate Martell was an Urban Meyer recruit. He was an Urban Meyer guy. 
we saw him get reps at quarterback, you know, that first season. So what would have happened if it wasn't Ryan day, Ryan day has shown that he can be cutthroat. Like you said, a little bit to a lesser extent with that quarterback battle to a greater extent with what happened on defense. You mentioned Brandon white. I mean, he was the Rose bowl defensive MVP and Ohio state says, you know what? We don't have room for you this season or the coming season. And he transferred to Rutgers. That's how it is. And that's how it's going to be, especially with this new transfer rule where guys can just come in willy nilly. It might create a problem, but I think, like you said, it's a good problem to have. You have to have the right coach in place to make it work. And I think Ryan day is that guy for Ohio state. And we might, you know, we might see uh, a little kind of microcosm, a precursor this season um, at running back. There's obviously a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of traffic in the wide receiver room, but you know who your wide receivers are going to be. It's going to be Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Nobody's going to jump them on the depth chart, but at running back, you've got the number one overall running back recruit this season in Travion Henderson. And you've got a guy that's maybe worn out his welcome a little bit in Master Teague. We saw him get passed up last season by Trey Sermon. Is Travion Henderson better than Master Teague? If he is, he's going to be Ohio State's running back this season. And I think that's how Ryan Day operates. He's definitely faster. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely faster. But I'm a Master Teague guy. We could see. So maybe maybe when we have you on in July for the check-in, we can do running backs then. Yeah, I, for sure. And they'll probably end up going with the split in the running back room, which I absolutely hate. I hate having two running backs. We saw it with have, Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins. Disgusting. Yeah, dude, if you if you have two, you don't have one. The only way it works is if the second guy is like Curtis, where you can have him on the outside. And um, we'll see that with Urban. And, and maybe that's what we'll do as well. We'll have a and, – and I think going forward, right, what we'll do is we'll do like a Monday game recap, NFL recap, and then Thursdays or – you know, Wednesdays, we'll do our, our game preview for the week. We'll talk about the game and talk about the Jaguars and, and all the different Ohio State entities and branches that, that come across. Um, but Dylan, I just want to thank you for, one, trusting me to take over your baby here and, and move it forward. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on and I'm looking forward to following the big things you're doing uh, with the Jackets and, and going forward, everything. You've been a great friend and uh, I'm lo- really looking forward to to growing this podcast and, and having you on in the future. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch it grow. I knew, I know you'll do great things with it. Uh, everybody. I just want to say the living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories, but your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life resistant high performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip ups and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.